The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How are you now? <laughs> How are you now? Uh, well, uh, one more time, uh, I, I got to start wondering, you know, should I be maybe considering taking that out? Instead, maybe it's better to ask, you know, how did how did everybody's apartments and houses survive that game? You know, did are, are your remote controls okay? Did you damage your television set? Did you smash a beer mug? I don't know. I mean, uh, Jesus, the Montreal Canadiens lose again this time five to two at the hands of the vegas golden knights hello and welcome to episode 13 of the bottom six minutes podcast for this particular season presented by habs eyes on the prize i am matt drake and uh honestly this is just this season's getting completely tiring at this point i i can't anymore like let's let's do the recap this time all right i've Last couple games, what, what, last game I definitely didn't recap anything, right? I just went straight into my firing rant. Uh, I'm going to do the recap, so let's talk about it. First period, Montreal Canadiens completely dominate the game. Absolutely. They come out, uh, they're getting all of the shots, and when I say all the shots, I mean all of them, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but they're absolutely dominating the Vegas Golden Knights. Good to see them out shooting a team early, getting some legitimate opportunities. Maybe not super high danger scoring chances, but getting good scoring chances outplaying the Vegas Golden Knights by a wide, wide margin. And it pays off. So it takes almost 12 minutes just for Vegas to even get a shot on goal. They get And the Habs get a power play chance late in the period. Not a great power play, but they do get some zone time. Uh, bouncing puck gets in front of Nick Suzuki, finds it at the side of the net, bam, puts it in. one nothing for the Habs. Just over a minute to go in the period. The Habs, with their 20th shot of the period, it's a beautiful... Breakaway goal by Tyler Toffoli. A beautiful breakaway pass from Brendan Gallagher to Tyler Toffoli to send him in alone. Uh, and Robin Leonard bites on the fake shot hard. Toffoli is able to just deke around and put it in. It's 2 nothing for the Montreal Canadiens. Shots in that period were 20-1. to 20-1. The Habs outshot them 20-1. to Dominated that period. It could have been way worse. Then 2 nothing, And you're feeling great at that point if you're a Montreal Canadiens fan or if you're a Montreal Canadiens player, right? It's like, Jesus, we actually managed to dominate another team. Uh, we're going into, uh, into the second period with a good two-goal lead, a well-deserved two-goal lead. We probably even deserve a bigger lead than that. And what could possibly go wrong? Well, I'm glad you asked because the second period uh, went all fucking kinds of wrong for the Montreal Canadiens. Huh. Um, so it, it starts out, you know, with a little bit of, uh, you know, officiating the score, if you will, right? Habs are up 2 nothing, so of course they ignore, completely ignore a clear hold on Jake Evans in the slot in the offensive zone. 
And then at the other end, they call Ben Sherratt for a soft penalty. Of course, Alex Petrangelo scores from the point, makes it 2-1. to one. Later on, point shot takes a nice bounce, right? I think it was Petrangelo who took the shot. It takes a really nice bounce for them off the boards uh, just over halfway through the period. Bounces out to Jonathan Marchessault. He finds the puck, puts it in, and it's 2-2. Two to two. And then Cédric Paquette, for whatever reason, takes a stupid, stupid cross-checking penalty. Puts the Habs on the penalty kill, and guess what? Once again, they're going to score. This time it's Dylan Coughlin, who I didn't even know existed until today. Uh, and it's 3-2 to two now. For fuck's sakes. It's 3-2. to two. And the Vegas Golden Knights, at that point when that goal went in, it was their seventh shot of the game. They were being outshot like 22-7. to seven, And they have a 3-2 to two lead. I mean, my God. And... Third period, you know, the Habs came out, you know, they pretty much kept dominating the game. They were getting most of the shots, uh, looking pretty good. But, of course, um, Chandler Stevenson gets an empty net goal. Uh, They would add another empty net goal after that to make it 5-2. And once again, uh, fans of the Montreal Canadiens left shaking their heads and wondering how the hell did that happen. Ugh, I mean, this, this season can't get any worse. It can't. I mean, I, I, I don't want to get into another firing people rant. You guys, anybody who's been listening, you know you know what I think. You know who I think should be fired. You know why I think they should be fired. Uh, I've talked about it enough. And honestly, that was a, a pretty good performance by them on the ice overall. Like, if you play that way every single game, you win more than you lose. If they played that way every single game, they would have a much better record than they have right now. They should, at the very least. I mean, there's there's zero chance that the Vegas Golden Knights deserve to win that game. But they did. Why? So so how, right? And let's put the officiating aside for a minute because the officiating was really bad. But let's talk about uh, number one, Cédric Paquette, once again, taking a stupid penalty that hurts your team. All right? Why is he even in the lineup? Honestly, call up anybody from Laval. Call up uh, Ryan Paling. Why not? He's looking pretty good to start the season in Laval. If this season is already a write-off and we're basically, you know, the playoffs are probably not happening, which it seems like it is, sending Cole Caulfield down to Laval is a move that suggests, all right, we're not necessarily trying to make the playoffs right now. So if that's the case, then why not audition some other guys that are younger, that that have some l- legitimate purpose of maybe being in the, the lineup? Pocket comes back from a suspension and we immediately put him back in the lineup and let him play. And what does he do? Again, hurts the team by taking a stupid Stupid penalty. I mean, I, I talked about this before, and I saw that uh, Marc-Antoine Godin from The Athletic was, was tweeting about it earlier today, right? And, uh, or maybe it was yesterday. I think it was earlier today, anyways. Uh, but you can go on his, his Twitter feed and you can find it. And he was saying that he's seen some Habs fans talking about how, uh, you know, having Quebecois players in the lineup uh, is hurting the team. Um, it, that That's not what people are saying, right? What people are saying is that the Montreal Canadiens made it too much of a point to go after those Quebecois players, so they reached and they took players that don't have any place in the lineup, right? Specifically, Cédric Paquette is the best example of that, right? Now, Godin, he made a good point, right? That saying, oh, this is a language issue is is, uh, lazy and incorrect. He's right, but it was also lazy and incorrect of people to flip out last year and say that the Montreal Canadiens would not start winning until they got Quebecois players because now we have them, and guess what? We're not winning, right? We're not winning. David Savard, playing like crap, 
We're not winning. Cedric Paquette hurting the team more than he helps them. We're not winning. The only one of their French-Canadian signings that worked out uh, is Mathieu Perrault, and he's not available right now, so he can't help them. And before anybody calls me anti-Francophone or whatever, I am French-Canadian. I don't have a problem with French-Canadian players. I like having homegrown players on the Montreal Canadiens. I'm a huge Jonathan Drouin fan. Huge. But my problem is reaching for these players just because of what their last name is and where they were born. Uh, so for whatever reason, to appease the French-Canadian media in Quebec specifically that have some kind of stupid problem with the fact that we don't have enough of them on the team. And this is, this is what we get. We get Cédric Paquet out there hurting the team. I'm not going to dump on Savard too much. I think he still has time to turn it around. And honestly, if, if I'm being perfectly honest, I don't have a big problem with that contract because you look at how much money he got and how much money other defensemen around the league were getting during that offseason. I mean, it's, it's, it's an easy contract to, to give out because it's not, you're not breaking the bank like some other teams did, right? So I, I, I don't want to dump on him right now. But Cédric Paquet is terrible. He's terrible and he's hurting the team every time he's out there. They should cut him immediately. He should go into the dressing room after that game. They should be like, you know what? You keep hurting the team instead of doing anything good. So you're out. Go to Laval. You're not coming back. I don't know. (sighs) This is is a game they should have won. And they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory somehow. Despite dominating them. Despite dominating them. I mean, I don't know what else you can do. I mean, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know how nobody's been fired already. And even if you were going to fire somebody, that's not the game after which you would do it because like really, that's not a good example. That's a that's their one of their best games overall as a team that they played. So, like this team is just cursed right now. I this is like karma for the magical playoff run is that we're going to have to sit through this all season. Um Christ. I guess I you know, I've I've been sitting here yelling for almost ten minutes already. Uh, I guess I should get into my my silver lining. Where I said I was going to do that every game, no matter how bad it gets, right? And guess who? Again, Nick Suzuki, right? Nick Suzuki is quietly putting together a very good season, very good season. I mean, he had a goal and he also chipped in with an assist as well. So once again, he's completely driving the offense. And if you look at his current stat line, he's on pace for, he's almost on a 70-point pace. For all my complaints, for all my demands of firing the coach, of firing the general manager, especially the general manager, we know that's where I would start, right? I will say this one more time. That Suzuki contract is a brilliant piece of business that is going to be great for the Montreal Canadiens. I just don't think, again, that anybody should be safe as a result of a couple of good moves uh, amid this pile of shit that is this Montreal Canadiens season. Uh, it's, it's it's time to clean house. They, they got to do it. Just, the question is when or if Jeff Molson's ever going to, you know, take his head out of the sand and actually do something about this. So, yeah, fire everyone. Fire everyone. Do it as soon as humanly goddamn possible. So we can just at least be told as a fan base that this is not being tolerated. Because right now the message that you're currently sending is that you're tolerating this bullshit. (laughs) I mean, uh, I I wanted to end this on on a positive note. So I am going to end it on a positive note, actually. So uh, I'm not going to go back to Suzuki. We talked about him. That's really good. There's another bit of good news that came out 
Uh, Carey Price is going to be back with the team as of this coming Monday. Um, we don't know when he's going to play, so that's kind of still up in the air. But we know he'll be back with the team. So that means he'll probably be practicing. Um, I, I don't know if they want to like give him a specific amount of time practicing before they actually throw him into a game. Uh, maybe it's not a good idea to throw him in a game at all with the way the team is currently playing for the most part. But, I mean, he probably wants to get some game action in because I think he's a, he's definitely a candidate for the, the, the job as the Team Canada goaltender at the Olympics. Uh, we know he probably wants to get that job, and so he's going to need to uh, get some games under his belt. But it's good news. You know, the, the Canadians are going to get their savior back. The, the, the bad news there is that, you know, I don't think in, unless he starts magically scoring goals that he's necessarily going to help turn things around for this team. And honestly, let's face it, things seem beyond turning around at this point, don't they? We should at this point be looking at, uh, let's take a look at Shane Wright. What's Shane Wright up to this season? Uh, because I think they're going to have a pretty good shot. Uh, at winning that lottery at this point. And luckily, in the Christian Dvorak trade, uh, if it's a top 10 pick on either one of those picks, it is protected. So they would get the worst of the picks if we get anything in the top 10. So uh, if we win the lottery, we will, in fact, still be able to draft Shane Wright. And I know uh, he's had a little bit of a slower start to the season. But when a slow start to the season for you uh, is, in his case, 12 points in 10 games, uh, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, I, th- I think he's going to be just fine. And I think that uh, if the Montreal Canadiens end up drafting him, that is going to be a huge piece for them for years to come. So I'm going to end it there. Uh, end it on at least a, a little bit of a high note. Uh, we're running uh, oh over 13 minutes today. So, gros soirée, please, employés de soutien. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening, uh, especially after a game that bad. I'm sure you didn't want to necessarily rehash that, so I'm very appreciative of it. Uh, we are on Spotify. We're on Megaphone. We're on Google Play. Uh, we're on Apple. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate that very much. Same as I appreciate you listening to my rants after each of these godforsaken games. Thank you again. Have a wonderful rest of your night or day whenever you're listening to this. And as always, à la prochaine.